When are you contesting for Kano governor? <laughs> <laughs> when the coast is clear for me to contest. Right. What does that mean? What clear? Well, it coast? means it means it means that a lot of factors would be would be in play for mm. that to happen. Like, um, I don't know yet. You know, in politics, there's a lot of moving factors at every particular point in time. Yes. But right now, I'm concentrating on on making sure that my party is in a stable condition, mm -hmm. and it's in a in a in a state where it can actually, you know, win the election. We have, um, we've been winning, mm -hmm. uh, but we just don't want to take anything for granted. We want to make sure that um, um, everybody's um, hand and head mm -hmm. is, in, is in one place and we'll be able to deliver in 2023, just like we did in the, the previous two elections. Is everybody's head in the same place? Um, not right now. Of course, there are a lot of squabbles here and there, mm -hmm. which is normal mm -hmm. uh, for a party of this humongous magnitude, mm -hmm. uh, for a party that is this popular, that people feel as if whoever picks the ticket or who has control of a certain structure would end up winning regardless. Mm -hmm. um, once you have that and you have an exiting president or an exiting governor, mm -hmm. uh, of course, it, it becomes an open field for a lot of people to come in and... Uh, and take their shot. Mm. Uh, but I'm hoping that we'll be able to put ourselves together mm -hmm. and uh, to be able to deliver. You issued a warning to your party in June. <laughs> 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 yes. What, I mean, the warning was essentially don't take young people for granted. That's in right. This next election. So that, right. the question, the obvious question is do you believe that the party has taken young people for granted? I think. Comparatively with the other existing political party, parties, I think APC has done pretty well with young people. Uh, but I think there's room for a lot more to be done. Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, like I said, 2015 was about change. 2023 will, will be about young people. Uh, mm -hmm. um, they have come of age. Uh, this democracy, this experiment we are, you know, we are experiencing right now, mm -hmm has been around for, since 1999. So which means a lot of people have grown in the system mm -hmm. of democracy. They have, you can see them grow. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have had the experience, mm -hmm. uh, the first-hand knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I think uh, the political technical know-how mm -hmm. uh, by sitting around, being around people and participating in the process, mm -hmm. uh, enough to give um, a lot of young people who are relatively young in age, uh, but they could be full of experiences uh, with this uh, the political process. And I think it's about time that the party actually opens its doors mm -hmm. and allow young people to be the face uh, and the voices of, of the party. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, like I said, 2023 is going to be a battle for the hearts and souls of young people, mm -hmm. uh, for their votes as well. Uh, I think at the last count, uh, there's about six to seven million young people that have graduated into voting age since the last election in 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of number. You know, I don't think anybody has, uh, since 2015, anybody has won the presidential election with a clear three million votes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have six million people who are getting into the voting bracket, yeah. that's a lot of number to go, to go for. And you need to have people that can speak the language of these young people, mm -hmm. that can talk and, and get them and, and make the party attractive, mm. you know, enough for them to get into the party and be able to vote for the candidates that the party presents. The APC party brand, mm. 
do you believe that it's still popular with young people across the country, especially in the south of the country? <laughs> well, that's a tricky question. I would tell you that I think um, any party that has been in government mm. for upwards of five years mm. gets a bit more challenge, challenging than it ordinarily would be. Mm. Um, I think um, the APC as a political party is still very popular in the grassroots. Mm. Uh, but I think there's a lot of the middle class, young people. Uh, when I say the middle class, the political middle class, those are the educated young people who are, who are not, we're not necessarily locking stuff with us right now. Mm -hmm. um, who challenge us every time they see us and they see these are things that are wrong. This is not what we voted for. This is not what you promised us. Uh, but I think by and large, we have room for improvement. There are so many things we can be able to do to turn the tide. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think largely we are still more popular than other political parties put together. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are not as popular as we used to be, certainly. Yeah. What cost that? In, in, in 2015, this was the popular party among that exact psychographic. Mm. You know, young middle class people were politically engaged. It is easy to see the no-brainer. Actually, it were, people were ashamed to say that they were supporting any other party at that time. That was how strong the brand was in that bracket. So, yes, I know that any party in power gets a hit. Mm. But I want that I want to believe that that's, I want to think that that's not inevitable. Mm. So what missteps do you think the party made to lose ground? This like you say comparatively mm. maybe not so bad. Jew mm. is out on that. <laughs> <laughs> but what did the party do to lose its would you take, an, as a party, take any responsibility for something that has happened to make the party lose a bit of its grip in that demographic, in that psychographic? I think, I think we have to. I think we have to be honest with ourselves. I think we have to take responsibility for certain things. Mm. Uh, some of them are not our fault, of course. Uh, some of them is due to the you know, natural consequence of, of um, economic downturn. Right. you know, globally. Mm -hmm. uh, some of it is some of the challenges and some of the issues that we found uh, on the ground when we came into office. Mm -hmm. uh, but by and large, I think the engagement that happened mm -hmm. in 2015, in 2014, 2015, prior to the election, mm -hmm. and how we're able to engage young people. You and I know very well that we went around the country. We had town hall meetings with young people. You know, we had people who uh, who were at the top echelon of the party mm. discussing what the main street about what we would be able to do. I think that engagement ceased after we got into office. I think we didn't keep that engagement going with young people. Right. We didn't keep that engagement going with the electorate. Mm. I think there were so many times that um, uh, the party was quiet on so many issues that the party needed to speak mm. and talk to Nigerians to be able to communicate. And we didn't do that very effectively Mm -hmm. uh, at particular times, even though our work was out there doing the very, we are doing a whole lot of stuff mm -hmm. in terms of infrastructure and building a whole lot of stuff. But, you know, communication is key because um, 
I've come to realize that politics is, um, is, uh, is, is personal and is emotional to a large extent. When people uh, go out and campaign for you and vote for you, uh, there's a certain sacrifice that they make towards seeing you get into an office and they expect a certain reciprocity of you coming back to them, even if it's just a feedback, it's a, it's a conversation that needs to go on of what is happening in government. I don't think that we as a party have done that very well okay. in the last five years. And I think that cost to a large extent, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, people, you know, because when there, is, um, when there is silence, then people listen to anybody who can step up to the microphone, mm-hmm. even if it's a mirage, they don't know the difference between a water and a mirage in a desert. And I think that kind of contributed mm-hmm. to a large extent to some of the some of the blowback that we, we right. saw within that demography. Right. Let me be pointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are people who expected fully. So, I mean, I met, I saw you mm-hmm. in action for the first time in 2013. I mm-hmm. think that was the, mm-hmm. um, the Gen Voices yeah, thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But of course, you had been in politics before then yes, at the grassroots, etc. We'll talk about that. So amongst your constituents, mm-hmm. you were not an unknown entity. Mm-hmm. Amongst the CPC, mm-hmm. you were not, as a young man, not mm-hmm. an unknown entity. Maybe to, again, this politically involved middle class mm-hmm. people, yeah. you were being introduced, That's but right. other people knew you. And you've been keenly involved in the CPC. Then you moved to the APC, mm-hmm. you were in the um, Manifesto Committee. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, you've been youth leader. You've been all over mm. the apparatus. Mm-hmm. So that thing that they always say to young people who mm. want to go into politics, or get involved at the party level, mm-hmm. or pay your dues, mm-hmm. or ATC, you've done most of that. That's right. Yeah? Mm-hmm. People expected that, okay, you should have been made a minister, for instance. <laughs> Straight up. Right. Or... Failing that maybe it's because we are middle class. Mm. So maybe we are not seeing the plethora mm. of options. Mm-hmm. So we're just looking at Ismail and thinking, oh, he's a great guy. There are others. Okay. Mm-hmm. We expected to see the others. As well. well <laughs> as well. <laughs> or instead of, you know, this is year six. Mm-hmm. No such thing has happened mm. in the APC. Mm. That's a disappointment. Well, not, not to me. Right. Personally, not to me. Because, um, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people talk like that. That's, mm-hmm. oh, we, we expected you to be a minister. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, personally, if you ask me, being a minister, mm-hmm. um, I mean, what does it say, really? Mm-hmm. You know, so what after that? Right. You know, so what after you become a minister? So what? Is that, should that be the, uh, should that be a compensatory mm-hmm. position? Or... What is it exactly that being a minister? You can listen to the full podcast on Apple Premium. Just search with Trudy.